And welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Who Video Live Edition. All right, we're not live, but no video edition. Yeah. We're live uh, together. Yeah. Yeah, we 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 are. We we're slowly upgrading the, the backgrounds of everybody involved, except Riley, who still looks as though either uh fell into oh, a volcano. He got a giant, or... he got a giant uh thing that's backwards. Show us oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a whiteboard, and I was going to write something funny on it, but I realized I didn't have any dry erase markers. So. <laughs> uh, I thought you just realized you weren't funny. Oh, no, that's you. I thought it was, I thought it was like a, <laughs> a large-sized print from Ikea that you just were embarrassed to show us. Oh, no. Just this. Well, it, it, if you're following this on YouTube, you can see everybody who's here. Uh, if you're listening... I'm very sorry. Well, actually, maybe not as sorry as if you're watching, because then you have to see our ugly faces. Yeah, listening is still a superior way to deal with this. Yeah. I I have Benjamin Turner uh, there with a beautiful sunset, looking away from the berm. Yeah. Uh, We have Camille Bassett, uh, not our only pro soccer player on the pod tonight, but with a sunset looking uh, across the field at Werner Park. Ben and I are both at Werner Park right now. Yeah. With other right. people, apparently. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have Ryan the Big with an excellent scarf wall behind him. Uh, I'm not Dr. Super Producer, um, who fell into a volcano, doesn't have a bald <laughs> cat yet, but um, has an empty dry erase board behind him and we're joined by man of two matches uh jp skiers a man with the golden forehead (laughs) (laughs) so um we are now well i guess we're not deep into the season but we're we're open cup game and win in and a First game away against Madison, which you we're know, undoubtedly in amongst it. We we are amongst it. That that is that is fair to say. Um, the news, we we have some news. There, there's a couple things. We we drew after the win that we talked about last week. Um, which it seems about it was fifty fifty people watched us, fifty fifty people heard us. Either way, you, you got the news. We uh, we beat the Des Moines Menace, and we're we're drawn against the Chicago Fire. Breaking news: We drew Chicago Fire. Breaking away, um, away, which is bullshit. This, uh, as good as good sporting Kansas City fans, we can say "Wiz on the fire." <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into sporting Kansas City fans because that's a pod all to its own, yeah. uh, especially after this past weekend. Have you purchased uh, a private plane yet for the pod? Uh, I have not. Uh, I believe that was Camille's duty, and Camille has failed us miserably to get a private jet uh, to Sorry. take us to Chicago. Like 2000. I'm ready to pay in. <laughs> JP, you're uh, our last hope. <laughs> or what? I mean, the private, the private, those Cornell connections, bro. Yeah, this is USL League One. There's no rules on charter flights, guys. (laughs) 
we don't have a CBA, so I mean, there's definitely no rules on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so the, that game will be 419 at 7 p.m. at Soldier Field, where they will open up, I believe, one-tenth of the capacity uh, to fans. I think 4,000 people are going to be there. It, it'll be like I, a Chicago I, Bears game. How many people go to Chicago Fire games normally? I'm going to look this up. I mean, why would they go to a Bears game? Like, they, there's no reason to go to Soldier Field except to watch Union Omaha. Oh, agreed. I, mean, I saw I saw U.S. Honduras, a World Cup qualifier 2009 in uh, Chicago in Soldier Field. And I saw Stu Holden's last ever, like, meaningful match when he blew out his knee in the Gold Cup final there as well. I've had, I've had some fun memories at that stadium. I, I, I can respect Stu Holden. I, I'm just glad you didn't say Twelman because then, then this is going to be a very different uh, uh, can I tell a really fun Taylor Twelman story, actually? Uh, um, so, just a few minutes. T- Taylor Twelman, known Madison supporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never liked Taylor Twelman. I don't think anybody ever did uh, outside New England Revolution. Uh, so Revolutions in Colorado, it's season one uh, as a rapid season ticket holder. And he gets the ball for a throw in, like goes way out of bounds, like 30 rows up. And some like, 13 year old girl takes the ball and throws it back like perfectly executed throw and it bounces and hits him in the back as he's standing (laughs) and like fortified and like the cow goes crazy of course and he's like what's going on (laughs) anyway taylor twelman hey uh that's a much better story than anything he's ever told on air so (laughs) so who all who all watch the draw because uh i have a question in this outline but i want to know who i okay uh, I, I worst did. conducted draw uh, ever. Oh, JP, don't answer that question. Worst conducted <laughs> draw ever. Yeah, you can mute yourself if you need. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought, I thought, I've never seen something that I can recall where the two amateurs that were brought in off the street did a like order of magnitude better job than the person who was paid to be there and run the thing. The guy who was hosting looked like he was pouring sweat. And you know other bodily fluids into his clothes. So my my biggest question is, Europe, FIFA, all use the the screw apart soccer balls. You can buy them apparently because mm-hmm. they but, exist in both FIFA, uh, in Qatar, in Europe. Like they're they're out there. Why the fuck are we using little like cards that you can't like guarantee are being shuffled that you can write things on to say? Pick this one first. Like, so many things wrong. Uh, it, it was so awful. many things wrong. It may have been a last minute attempt to showcase this on video, honestly. But I, my favorite thing about it was their little comment <laughs> <Favorite>? about <laughs> my my uh, one positive is that I enjoyed their little comment on the birds they're like look at all these little birds and i'm like oh that that's a nice comment thank you um i liked uh dj citizen jane's watch that was a good watch yeah um <laughs> i asked her on instagram what it was i don't think she ever responded to me i'm gonna check double well, check. i, I hope hopefully she's listening because i also you know, liked how the awkward guy kept referring to her as citizen jane the whole time it's DJ, yeah. DJ Citizen Jane, like full name or nothing. 
You mean awkward guy? Isn't he like the guy that runs the USC? Uh, what commissioner? Well, he, he's a yeah. He is a USLC uh, announcer. Like he calls games on ESPN Plus. Uh, was it Melma? No, that guy's never on camera. Well, he's never on camera, but he's his voice is there. <laughs> I think Melma. Who I think they mm. took a pool of a hundred soccer fans who are afraid of public speaking, and. Did a random drop? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I wasn't talking about the uh, the Miami CF fan or who, who was a yeah, the Miami FC fan. That was awesome. Uh, like that, that was fine. I wish they'd gotten a Rowdies fan. Like done, old done one for each pot. himself. You're talking about old Steel Fingers himself. Open sixty four envelopes with zero paper cuts that we know of. <laughs> Well, I, I think that's also telling that, you know, you, there are no paper cuts, uh, no injuries. There were no Band-Aids at the end of that. Uh, it might have been rigged. So Union Omaha didn't uh, get the, the favorable draw. Again. Weren't, we the only, weren't we the only people who were drawn against someone they couldn't face? <laughs> um, yes, yeah. we, we were. And we I believe we were the only USL1 team who had the ability to host that was not drawn to host. Yeah. JP, <laughs> when you saw Union Omaha being drawn against Madison, what were your thoughts? It's funny because uh, it was literally on the way to Madison where we were all watching the draw. Um, and I see like, I see they draw our team and then Madison is right there. And I'm like, I think I was telling Dalton actually like, like, dude, we're playing Madison again. Like what the, <laughs> like what the heck or whatever. <laughs> and then like late, like someone from the, I think Jay is like saying something, how we're playing Chicago or something. And then I look again and I guess they moved this over to play Chicago. And it was, it was kind of exciting that, uh, cause I mean, we want to play the best teams and it was exciting that we drew against an MLS team. But yeah, I'm, well, I, I, I'm happy it wasn't Madison again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that gets to the, the next next point on here. Um, thoughts on it? Like, you're, you're happy, JP. Happy yeah. to play against a top-level opponent that finally they can see that uh, owls are greater than fire. I mean, this is a USL League One fact. Yeah, um, they're well-known. Well-known. I mean... You can look anywhere in history. Owls are just greater than fire. <laughs> but uh, to, to the rest of you, what, what are your thoughts? Um, a fire squad that has traditionally, a team that has traditionally taken the U.S. Open Cup very seriously, um, playing at Soldier Field, their home venue, which they can maybe fill 5% of on a normal oh, so day. So the last, the, uh, last game had 24,000 people at it, and it was, a, it was Orlando SC. So I imagine it was weather that they improved over the like 19 or 12 or 19,000 they had at their first game. Okay. I think Chicago's an interesting team because if you look at just their record so far this season in MLS, they look like they're having a really good season. And then you look at their score lines and it's a lot of zero, zero draws or one nil matches. Um, you know, I think they just lost their first match, uh, not too long ago, but you know, it's like that. I think the most goals they've had in one game is two 
So I, I don't know that what? they have, we have to fear. Clearly, clearly you didn't watch the game against Sporting KC, but I uh, just, no, I did not. <laughs> what, what, um, what match was that they lost? Was that during the international break where Jardon uh, was playing? They just lost on the ninth to um, Orlando and they were down a man for part of that match too. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily keep up with the MLS side um, personally, but what I think from that draw is that for the past two years, we've wanted to have a U.S. Open Cup. And we, especially last year, we've felt Union Omaha has been able to show their worth and have not had the opportunity to. So I feel like just no matter what this year, being able to play an MLS team in the U.S. Open Cup is just exciting. I think it's something new. Imagine if we had to play Madison again, you know, so just getting to play in Chicago is going to be something exciting, especially for the new guys. You know, it's just like, oh, this is professional. This is the real deal. And I never want to say that uh, I, I, I never would be happy with the loss, but this is one of those things where I feel like as a team and an organization, it's kind of a no-lose situation for a, a USL1 squad in general. If you go and you have a good showing uh, and you lose 1-0, people think you look amazing anyway. If you beat them, people are super excited. But if Chicago somehow beats us really bad, no one's going to be you know, super confused why that happened either. Yeah, nobody but was it, like, oh, why did Sacramento Republic thrash this team of NAIA students. And I feel like JP, I mean, I'm sure you feel it's, it's fun to play a challenging component as well. You know, just having that competition to be able to face and look forward to um, is a great experience. Yeah, definitely. Like it's from my previous two years where we played Minnesota in preseason, like it's, it's fun playing against those teams. Cause you see, they have these players who, I've played in Europe, played in South America, and you just see the difference in the level. And you like as a player playing against them, you want to be at that level. That's where you want to be at and play in that in that high level. So it, it'll be an exciting game for sure. And for our first competitive game against the MLS team, it'll it'll be good for for all of us. A, a good experience. Yeah. Uh, all right, I, I'm going to break into my anger on this. Oh, I got a question for JP on this too. But you want to rant? Oh, you 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 go you go with that. My my anger is just going to keep stewing. Yeah, fair enough. Are you more excited for the players you could potentially play against, or playing at a pretty famous venue? Uh, it, it's a little bit of both. Obviously, like Soldier Field is such a historic place, and that's obviously exciting. Um, but just playing against an MLS team is always exciting for, for me personally. And I'm sure a lot of other guys feel the same way. Even if you see former uh, Madison goalkeeper, Chris Brady. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he I mean, ain't seen the field. It's the open cup. You don't know. <laughs> well, apparently according to Jay um, recently, he said he spoke to someone from the, Chicago Fire organization and they're going all out against us so we'll see it sounds like they're going to have a, a pretty strong strong squad against us that says a lot yeah, yeah. That does. <laughs> all right I'm going to break into my anger on this it's bullshit in the open cup that 
unlike almost every other real uh, football association in the world, that the lower side, if it has the ability to host, is not hosting. Because that is so much lost revenue for Union Omaha that could really help build soccer in the Metro, bringing in the Chicago Fire uh, with the potential to play guys like Jordan uh, Shakiri, Ryan's FC Colton uh, fanboy. Uh, like the field, that, the field is Shakiri sized, but he's not going to play on a baseball pitch. Oh no, exactly. And that's my second part I'm point <laughs> or pissed off about is we, we go to Soldier Field, they've got a game Saturday, they've got a game following Saturday, they're playing on a Tuesday, but they don't have to travel. <laughs> like they don't, they can bring out everybody. We've got to travel. We're going from uh, South Georgia to Chicago back to our first ever home game or first home game of 2022. Like there, there's a serious disadvantage for the lower seated side, a lower tier side that it, it just shouldn't be there. It should be a home field advantage for the team that has a player budget of you know, maybe $2 million on a good day yeah. uh, versus the one that pays one of their players $2 million on a bad day. Yeah, but what, hap- like, what happens if, uh, if Shido stops a shot by Shakiri? Come on now. And- what happens if, Sh- if Shido punches it? Shakiri, like that. That's what I want to see because guys, that guys, is a what happens oh, when no, no. AP <laughs> tackles Shakiri? Let's talk about what's really going. What's going on outside the box, JP? Outside the box. <laughs> what what I like to consider is that you have to think about how exciting it is. Like JP had mentioned to play in Chicago, though. I mean. It would be super exciting to have them play at home, obviously, but it's all part of the experience as well. And and the draw was totally fair, Luke. I mean, come on, we all saw it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, the video was skipping too much for me to tell it was fair. Uh, the, I, guy, I, the guy picked. Yeah, yeah, to yeah it's really like, really cool to play it? at Soldier Field. How have we made it this far but, without mentioning that the guy touched multiple envelopes every single time? It was like, I. <laughs> yep. It's really cool to play at Soldier Field. However, if you want to play at Soldier Field in the third tier, you play for MLS next. Like, USL League One, we got rid of the MLS Two sides so we can play in front of rabid fan bases with independent sides in not in an empty 40,000, 50,000 person stadium. Like, they're not even opening up enough seats to make it worth your time. Like they're losing money by hosting oh. it there. <laughs> oh, this is getting so good. Are you going to the game, uh, Luke? Uh, if I can get somebody else to drive back. Oh. Like if, if I can get somebody who will split the night shift, I, I will go. Let's go, Luke. You you want to drive with me, Riley? I got if Tuesday it's your car. off if you do. Oh. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. Middle we'll do it. Of the, it's next week, right? Riley, yeah. but you can work all the way there in the car. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can. I could, says no. theoretically. What, what no. is genius? Anyways, that, that's enough time spent on this. Uh, tune in ESPN Plus or go to Soldier Field where you can get tickets for $15 in the away supporter section to go see Union Omaha kick the shit out of the Chicago Fire. I Wait, one last thing. I just want you all to know that Soldier Field's website, official website, is soldierfield.net. 
Net. Look, look, it's a historic. That's venue. the only place the Union Omaha is Please kicking the ball. It's in the net. All right. Uh, all right. Like next kits. bit of news. Kits. What What do you think, JP? You don't have to answer. You're under contract. Um, you can just smile and nod. Uh, they look. Say they're the greatest kits you've ever worn. They looked way better on TV than the yellow ones. I, I think the, the white ones. One. I think the white ones look pretty sharp. I love them. Can I be completely honest? It's my favorite Union yes. Omaha kit so far. Oh, I thought that was going to be bad by no, your precursor. It's, yeah, it's definitely my like that and the original black one. The, the, those are my top two. But the, I just like really, I really like white kits with really simple designs on them. Riley, I, like, I think uh, I think that sunburn indicates you've made a lot worse decisions today than that one. Um. Oh, this is from Saturday. That's how bad this was. <laughs> Luke, how do you feel about the kit? Meh. Uh, it was worse to see in person than it was from afar. Worse? <laughs> yes. Interesting. Uh, not not on the players, but uh, people who picked it up at the pro shop or team shop. Um, I'm not calling it by the actual name of that because don't go on Google and Google yeah, what the team store is called. Nazis here. What? <laughs> answer the pot what would you have wanted in an away kit if it were up to you we have one new kit this year like something that just moved away from simple like not significantly we're still a nike we're you, still nike like it's it's yeah you got a catalog of volt sleeve on it like, I, I i'm wearing a very simple kit custom yeah. You have like, you you have to think about uh, how difficult it was to see the Volt kits away on TV and then throw on a Volt sleeve. They're gonna look like they have no arms running around because it blends in with the grass. So it's gonna be like white torsos. What I think yeah, is cool is the Volt addition to the X Cancer. Personally, I think that, that was a great touch and that was good design. Personally, that that was that was definitely great, and that was something I talked with uh, Luke Nordquist uh, from X Cancer last year where having that logo the way they have it, um, it is a good way for them in their own um, merchandise, X-Cancers on merchandise to represent different uh, struggles against other cancers. Um, so like pink for breast cancer, um, yeah. different colors like colon cancer, et cetera, and be able to change the, the color of the X there. But I, I have no problem with not being able to see the arms, no handballs, can't see the arms, no handballs, good. <laughs> It'll be like some like, like the weird refs are, the refs are there. They're not at home watching no. the 30 no, the, you know, the, 360p definition uh, VHS quality. These are USL League one refs. They're absent half the game anyway. <laughs> All right. JP's uh, like, eh, move on, please. No news, no news on the mascot, right? We have no news on the mascot. Unless JP wants to break um, something here today. What? Do you know the name of the mascot? We're just curious. I have no clue. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> this is the most we talk uh, about it. It's fine. The, 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 the question is, are you going to get a second contract to be the mascot? <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> 
Uh, all right. All right. You heard JP it here for our first folks. Free money. JP Scarce is not the mascot. For it's the not Oma. All right. We're breaking news. We're breaking news. News broken. Um, <laughs> signings. Well, signing. Uh, they haven't announced the second one yet, so we're, we're not going to bring that up. Um, although, second one, very cool for Omaha. Oh, Just going to okay. say that. Might be a NASCAR driver. What not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a rainbow wire. Uh, but Kamal Malcolm, as we announced last week, has been announced. <laughs> uh, worst kept secret in Omaha is since the last worst kept secret, uh, Gabe. Yeah, we're not very good at keeping secrets. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let's be honest. The team's great at keeping secrets. Uh, players, players. Yeah. yeah so. J- JP was good and didn't like give himself away when when he was announced. <laughs> I, any one of the three times. You, did, you didn't like, uh, change your Instagram bio immediately yeah. before the announcement. Look, look, it, it's okay. <laughs> that is. Coming to coming uh, to but, Omaha, they probably just don't think that people are excited to know. You know, they're probably like, "Oh, it's just Omaha." And then they, little do they know, there's a huge fan base here. You know, they they don't know that we sussed out Kevin Piedrahita off of a photo with <laughs> that was just his torso. Yeah, like. <laughs> like what uh, what did somebody sleuths. say? The the Omaha Parliament Detective Agency is undefeated. Yep, that that, that is that is accurate. But yeah. no, Kamal. Um, ha- have you had a chance to play with him yet, JP? I know he just arrived last week uh, yeah. in town. I'm not sure if. He- yeah, I've seen him in training. Uh, we haven't really played as much since we've started our all like all our games and stuff. So we haven't really played. But uh, from the little I've seen him, he's he's a good player, very experienced. He's a good finisher too, which is probably what stood out to me the most he could he's gonna score goals for us for sure can't all be on your is he going to yeah (laughs) i i guess is he gonna score more goals than you because right now um i i think you're tracking better than both evan and greg were last season i mean I, i hope he does that's what that's the reason they brought him he's a striker they brought him to to be that goal scorer so I hope he does score. Uh, good, good dodging the question. But you can tell you're a three season pro. Uh, <laughs> we're, JP, we're just happy that this season you're scoring in the regular season. Yeah. Uh, did you we, deliberately uh, not score in the preseason? I did. I did. I and that's what I told almost all the guys that I'm saving them for for the for the for the actual season. Even talking to like guys from last year like Greg and all them because they've seen me uh they've seen like all social media how I'm scoring and um been telling them that but yeah hopefully there's more than than just these last two Uh, all right well since you can't Uh, bet on individual goal scorers I'm glad you got it out of the way because last year (laughs) I was ready to mortgage the house and you know just keep doubling every week (laughs) gonna pay off I'm just really happy you're scoring because I, I still have to reach out to Hugo to offer him his case, but I'm really glad you've you've scored two because I I covered you season one. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I I do have one one question um, before we break into the the breakdown of uh, Madison game. 
Who's going to benefit more from Joe Brito's amazing crosses? You or Kamal? Uh, if it's in the air, I would say me. I haven't seen Kamal's aerial game, uh, so I can't really see. I can't really say if he's good in the air or not. But I mean, hopefully, I I, I could benefit off off of it the most. <laughs> so far, so good. Luke, how do you feel about the signing? Are you concerned about certain numbers? He's the he's the only player old, on the team older than me. I'll just say that, and I'm hey. not young. That's <laughs> that's okay. Uh, on my screen, Ben and I are at the top, and uh, that's also where our ages are. Yeah, at the top. Yeah, yeah. So. We don't mind his age as much because we remember feeling young at that age. <laughs> I, I remember having a three year old at that age. You're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey, hey. Anyway, all right. Uh, all right. Madison. Uh, hey, you guys go to Gemma's? No, uh, I, I went to Essen House. Okay. I only ever did uh, stuff uh, around the capital. Uh, Essen House is kind of close to the capital. It's on the Isthmus. Mm. Fun word. One of say. two cities, you know, one of my. Like I had a buddy who lived there and like first thing he told me is like one of two cities in the world on an isthmus. Well, um, not enough bridges. Yeah, that's fair. I, it's not really a bridge. I, I really it's an isthmus town. But all right. Um you guys like how my team is. Ryan, I'm gonna let you break this down because you created the you created everything well, and I'm just gonna uh, go on certain points and yeah well so i mean right from the start i, I think this is probably i this i asked this question i'll give you my opinion first i think this might be the most physical we've seen madison uh in our seasons um i mean i think in the second minute there was a foul by madison it, it started off heavy um jp may or may not have been bleeding out of his nose i don't know you definitely got hit in the face uh but I, just, I, guess, I thought he scored with his face. That's what I told my kids. They're like, really? I was like, yeah, I think he scored right with his face. And then I was like, no, nah, I just got punched in the face. I mean, I don't know. I, Camille, you were nodding. What, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this is probably the most physical they've looked? For me, I feel like it was more of like a dirty game, not physical. Um, anytime there was a tackle, I was kind of cringing and holding back um, just because I know Madison's performances are always personal towards us. And I mean, you're right. I feel like there was so many hits to the head towards union players. And it, it just seemed, it, like I said, personal, personal and uh, dirty. It, it's because the, they kept those assistant coaches. They kept the assistant yeah, coaches. There, That's why. There, there were no airplanes. Um, so I was very happy about that this game. Uh, however, if he's trying the, not to laugh, the, the studs up challenge against Amir in the 12th or 13th minute that received no call. Like, it, we, we can all admit Amir embellishes. Um, that, that is something that uh, you're not calling him by his real name. This, uh, hmm? What's his real name? The Bosnian bullet. The Bosnian bullet. No, <laughs> he has a new nickname. <laughs> uh, the the Bosnian bullet embellisher. 
Um, but he got a studs up challenge in the 12th or 13th minute and that resulted in no card. Like rewatching that, the granted the camera was the worst camera work I've ever seen in a league one game. And that is saying something. The sad part but, is that was an improvement. So my theory is they switched sides of the cameras because their attendance numbers were dwindling. So now you can't see that the, the, you know, the side of the stadium's empty. <laughs> I wasn't well, there though. There so were, I can't confirm that. Uh, it, it was pretty empty. There were 50 plus union Omaha supporters there, which, uh, you know, it's about half the flock end. Um, uh, sorry, I don't want to give them. I don't want to give them bulletin board material. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But too late. <laughs> we have a player on, uh, so they're definitely watching now. Yeah, uh, JP. Um, obviously, you had a very physical game. You rarely don't, which is one of the reasons why we like you on the pod. Uh, but what what were your feelings as far as this compared to the previous two seasons? Uh, well, it definitely was a very physical game compared to the ones we had previous two seasons. But I think that first, like Madison is kind of a rival for us. And so just that, just that alone, obviously is going to make it a pretty intense game. And obviously off a, off a championship season, we're going to have that target on our back and teams are just going to want to beat us and they'll do anything to to be able to do so you know so I don't know uh, I, I feel like it, it's not going to be the the, the first time that we'll see that this season like teams are going to want to get under our skin and be be dirty against us but we just I think we did well to not react to certain situations in that in that game yeah. um Sorry, Luke. Based oh, no. on the performance, it seemed like everybody was very fired up, which was exciting to see. Um, was there something in the locker room, especially because Madison is sort of a rival, was there something to uh, almost make the new guys fired up about the situation? Or was it just because it was the beginning of the season, everybody was pumped up? Or what were the discussions for the excitement prior to the game? Yeah, definitely that. Just first game of the season alone obviously gets everyone excited even all of us who have already uh, played a, a few years in, in this league and for this team so that alone um, definitely gets everyone excited and uh, just like I mean to be honest like Madison has a pretty cool environment on on game day so I'm pretty sure a lot of the guys uh, got excited just off of that and in the warm-up you got people heckling like heckling you just for nothing and so that fires me up for sure and obviously uh like our whole supporter group having a, a section over there and that I mean that was good to good to see too so definitely got a lot of got a lot of energy just off of that uh I have a question on that like so you guys you know as as sort of veterans on the team are you you know are you the one saying like you know, our fan base doesn't like these guys or like these guys were jerks to us last year. Like what's the, is there a conversation about sort of the rivalry or, and, and how does that come about? Hey, I, I gotta, gotta put one thing here. 
there's no rivalry with Madison. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's hard recording. feelings. Hard feelings. <laughs> no, no, no. It, there's everything that uh, describes a rivalry, but it's not a rivalry. I think exactly what exactly what Luke said. The commentator, in talking to himself about the game, uh, said a great thing. He's like, in, in 20, in 10, 20 years, these teams are going to remember we didn't like each other first. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait up. <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious. But, sorry, JP. JP. Kind of cut off here. But uh, yeah, to that question, uh, I would say it. it it definitely comes from us where we're talking to the new guy saying like how obviously Madison is, is one of the team that teams in the league that we kind of like have to be uh, not just Madison, but obviously the rest of the league. And it comes a lot from the coaches too, just like them giving us the, the motivation to uh, just go out every single game and do our best, you know, just, play our game, I guess. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Do, so do we do we want to move on and talk about the fact that Hugo has now scored his uh as Luke already pointed out, he has to buy him a case. Um I have to buy but, him a case. Or yeah. So, or, or, or whatever whatever he chooses. His case uh, of Gatorade if you want to rot and go Gatorade. <laughs> so um this this was a I think this is uh what we hope to see as the season continues to build, right? This was beautiful uh, build up to this goal. Ball gets in the box. Uh, Noe plays it off. Hugo hits that ball. Uh, if he hit it any harder, it was going past the crossbar. He, he hit everything on the top of that net that he could um, going in. But what did you guys think of, of Hugo's first goal? I screamed okay. out loud. Because I sat down thinking I was going to watch a nil-nil draw. Like, I've, I've watched, you know, six other of these games so far, whatever the number is. And, like, uh, there's not been a lot of scoring. And, like, they've – I mean, that uh, – JP, you can cover yours for this one. But, like, man, I've never watched a worse Union Omaha game than that uh, one in 2020 in Milwaukee. Like, that was, like, the most god-awful game of all time. And then, like, uh, very frustrating the last time we played them. So, I was, like – Nothing. And then here we are like 15 minutes in burying like an incredible chance. And like, we'd looked good so far. And like, so I yelled, I yelled out loud, which is, you know, not the most popular choice of mine, but it was, <laughs> I was really fired up. I was really excited. No, I, I mean, from, from being there in the stadium, all of the fans just seeing that and just, JP, you you just looked proud after Hugo scored that one. Like, how how is it getting this guy who it's his second professional game gets his first goal? How does that feel for you as a three year pro for the team? Yeah, uh, well, with Hugo, uh, ever since he first joined us, um, you could tell that he's also going to be one of the guys to to score a lot of goals for the team, and just for him to to get our first goal in the league was, uh, I was really happy for him, um, really excited. And he was obviously excited as well. And uh, it, it was a huge goal for us because I, I think it gave us a lot of confidence early on in the game, like where we knew like, this is our game to win, you know? And uh, yeah, I was really happy for him and, and he'll definitely score a lot more goals. All right. 
he's got an eye for it. I, the one, one thing I've seen of his in the two games, uh, professional games that I've watched of his, um, non preseason, there, there's a little bit of hesitancy, which I feel is just about to go away. And the second that does, he's going to be unbelievably dangerous. That goal has uh, to help that. When he, I mean, finds, when he yeah. finds his selfish gene. And now, oh, I oh. think that was the difference in, in the Madison game with the Des Moines game. You could kind of see like that, like that word alone, just him being a little bit hesitant. Um, you could tell that was the case in the Des Moines game and mm -hmm. against Madison. He was going for it, you know, and he could have scored. Obviously, it's a pretty big chance, but he could have scored a lot, a lot more than just one goal. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think even that initial goal is a great confidence boost. And like you said, just having more experience like that, knowing that even at this level, he'll be able to score if he is determined to do it. It's, it's going to be great. It's going to be huge for the team. I think the biggest difference I saw with him was in that Des Moines game. He looked like he was going 150 miles an hour, and he was just hyped up to play in his first professional match against Madison. All those nerves, all that stuff was gone, and he played his game. And I think that's why he was in the position he was in. No, he flicked that ball on just right for him, and and he just did his thing. He swung his leg and he kicked it out. I mean, I I think that was a lot uh, of it. It Hugo's game against Des Moines, also against his old team, like that's a different feeling. Yeah. Uh, and Noe's flick in Madison, <laughs> that was dirty. Yeah, yeah, that he was... did him dirty. <laughs> We need uh, more of that, please. I, I, I just, I had to like rewind, rewatch that a few times on, on the ESPN stream. And I'm just like, how, how did he make that happen? And just like, it, so perfectly. Well, it's I think dangerous. it's what we talked, I think it's what we talked about last week when we were reviewing the Des Moines match is sometimes you just got to do stuff. Like, try <laughs> it. No, he just tried the flick. If it, go, if it doesn't go, at least you tried it. You go take a swing at the ball. If the ball goes in, it goes in. Like you got to just start putting a head, a foot, whatever to the ball. Connor Doyle put a random cross into the box, and it's going to bounce off some guy's head, go into the back of the goal. Yeah. Perfect. But I think that's you know that's just that's what we talked about was if you start trying things, good things start happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, Connor Doyle but, was shooting because <laughs> Connor Doyle still has not scored. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I had said in the first half of that game, Connor was determined to never score for our team. And so he's increasing the level of difficulty. It's like, well, if I bounce it off this guy's head and in, that counts. Someone do that. So that's what we need right now. But I still don't want to score. I, I, I'm okay with Connor never scoring and me never having to buy him a case. Like, I, I'm good with that. He's old enough I think to he's, have expensive taste. He's trying to, I, he's I trying to take JP's 25-yard screamer away from him. That's what he's doing. I, I mean, JP still owes me that from year one. One, one of us is bound to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all these other guys have Nick, Christian, Evan. <laughs> JP, it's okay. We believe in you. Okay. Uh, the, the next topic of conversation was heavily debated on, on our. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's none of us talk about it and yeah. ask JP to explain what happened next. So, uh, we, Madison was given a penalty. Uh, and Jepson and Jepson uh, scored the penalty to equalize. JP, I have to let you know that we had a uh, very healthy debate on our Discord about what happened in this scenario. So, from your perspective, and Ryan's full of trash. 
That's that's fine. Uh, you this, can think this that. Ryan, this Ryan here is full. Yeah, of I was going to say that's an interesting take to say publicly, considering who is involved. But you know my position <laughs> yeah. on it, guys. Yeah. So R Y A N, the big, yeah, yeah. No. So what? Yeah, what? What was going through your head? So uh, Ryan got beat on the end line, um, and I'm oh, badly. I'm there. I'm there to try to cover for him. Um, what from what I could remember, I just try to like I I got on like try to poke the ball away. I was on the floor. I I for sure I did not touch him. I did not t- touch him at all. Um, he jumped over, but <laughs> I I don't know. I guess. From the ref's perspective, it, it looked like I, I tripped them. And to be honest, looking at the at the highlights from from the video, like it doesn't really help me because it kind of seems like I just trip them. But uh, the guy sold it pretty well, to be honest. But, but you can't you can't trust the highlights because you probably don't know what a VCR is. But VCR had better quality than that the, game. The, so. the one thing <laughs> the one thing I think from the highlights. It doesn't really look like I'm, I'm like sliding into a challenge. I kind of stop there and like kind of get on the floor and extend my leg, and he just sort of jumps over it and falls down. And it from I don't know it from the highlights. It it kind of looks like I I took him out, but I didn't touch him at all. Ryan just disappeared. From. <laughs> <laughs> From where I was Sorry. in the stadium, uh, section 101 there in the corner, it looked, you got foot on ball, and it looked as though he jumped and fell and made a very good embellishment of it. Yeah. From watching it, uh, re-watching it on the ESPN Plus feed, again, it was a little bit blurry, might have been a shot from the grassy knoll, who knows, but <laughs> it looks it looks kind of like you... Uh, you went real slow with your, your move in, yeah. which to me, considering I know what that turf feels like, that could have just been bad turf or, or however, um, from, from the layman's view. For Madison's ultimate so, teams. So <laughs> I, I just wanted, I was on the record for one thing. I, I thought you got the ball. My argument was anytime in our league that you go to the deck, in the box and the ref has a bad angle we can't expect them not to call a penalty because yeah. these refs i mean it's and like you said even in the and i was watching on the espn plus so that's the angle i saw and from where that camera is we're seeing the back of it so and i mean the guy sold it he he whether he jumped over it or you touched him or not he sold it well enough that that ref believed him and that was my only argument was we if we slide if we're sliding in the box we we have the possibility of them calling that call well and and no VAR to rescue us and i'll piggyback that as well i mean what i was saying is we all know the refs in this league and when somebody's running 100 miles per hour towards the goal and anything like that happens in the box they're gonna call it for the attacker so that's that's where i'm like it's going to happen in USL League One. They're going to call that PK because that person was just running 100 miles per hour. So then they're going to hit an obstacle on the ground. It doesn't matter where it came from, but then the ref's going to be like, that was a foul right there. It's a broken you know? Frisbee. 
and, and from where it happened, I was I was hoping the the linesman would have would have helped me out a bit. I know Connor right. went went over to to argue with them, but he he wasn't. No, that the, the that, that linesman had no pace on him. He yeah. was behind the ball almost a hundred percent of the time. Not the first time uh, that's really one, huh? Like it, it was, it was bad. Uh, the linesman on the far side was significantly better at keeping pace. Still not a hundred percent there, but the linesman uh, on the the near side just was uh, was at least fifteen yards behind the ball for that, which is not. It's like not the time okay. that uh, somebody <laughs> scored offside on us. Well, whatever. Uh, JP. So I, in, my contribution to this conversation was very little. And was mostly like I'd not been thinking of it as as the penalty you won, but as a penalty Ryan, uh, you know, earned for the team. And so, how do you, you know, you've now taken a, a small amount of heat from us on that one. But like, how do you, as a you know veteran leader on the team, talk to a guy who's in his second ever professional match and like second ever you know like fifth match as a defender? Uh, how do you approach that with Ryan? Or do you just let the coaching staff handle it? I mean, I, I try not to react in a negative way. Like, I I wasn't on his case at all after that. Um, I remember before the start of the second half, I was just trying to motivate him just to – because he, he got beat a few times in that first half. Yeah. And he was going against a really good, really good winger. Um, Nebhardt's a quality player. Yeah, yeah, he's good. And uh, – I was just trying to motivate him, you know, just to give him some confidence. And and that's pretty much it. I, I don't really give any stick to, to the guys. Good. Before we move on to JP's uh, goal to put us ahead, I'm going to tell you, I turned my camera off because I didn't think that my wife's first appearance on uh, a video <laughs> podcast needed to be her asking me if I turned the sprinklers off outside. <laughs> Um, all right, so it rained yesterday. I, well, I played sod, so it, it needs to be very wet. Um, what's that? Had you turn on the sprinklers? Uh, I turned them off. That's what she wanted to make sure. Don't flood the basement. That's the key, right? My basement, my basement flooded twice yesterday from both directions. Let's just keep moving. Ask no question. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, stoppage time going into half. Uh, JP gets another headed goal, uh, put us up 2-1 going into the half. Uh, another another crucial involvement by Connor, the captain. Um, so JP, let's start with you. What uh, what do you what do you remember about that sequence uh, about the goal? All that. Yeah, so I remember um, I remember when Dion had it. He played it back to Ryan, I think, and Ryan swung it over to Connor and. Usually, because I'm pretty sure it was off a set piece. Um, usually when that happens, if, if the ball gets recycled, I just try to go into the best position where if the ball eventually gets crossed, I'm, I'm there to, to head it. Um, and as the ball goes over to Connor, he kind of takes a, a big touch and he just floats it in. And I see uh, the center back, Madison center back was like in front of me. And I see the way that like the ball's f coming in. I see he's just about to miss it. So I know I'm going to win this header. I just do my best just to keep it on target. And I didn't know the keeper was going to come out for it. So it, 
helped me in the end. And as soon as I headed it, I fell to the ground because the guy like took me out <laughs> and I look over. I didn't even know I scored until I see like the ball in the back of the net and the whole crowd is quiet. And uh, <laughs> what a feeling. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it honestly, it's one of the few goals that like really pumped me up to be honest, and went over to the corner and said some some things to the Madison fans. But. <laughs> I'm proud of you, JP. Oh, yeah, we're all human here. We've, uh, we've all I, said some things to Madison fans. <laughs> Madison fans. <laughs> uh, the, the two goals you've had this year just really harken back to something Jay, uh, we watched tape with Jay back in 2020 um, in a little office in Blackstone, um, the original pod crew. And I add, uh, Jay, Jay then described you as, well, he's not the tallest guy and his foot skill is not so great, but there is nobody better in the air than him. And you're, you're showing that this year, like your, your foot skills have gotten better. You're, you're a significantly better player than you were in 2020, but damn, can you still control it in the air? I got to say, too, if uh, if that ball hadn't gone in, I was just watching the replay on my phone. Uh, if that ball hadn't gone in and they didn't call a penalty there, there would have been probably a rush of 50 Omaha fans on the field because that keeper took you out as you headed that. <laughs> like two fists towards your face took you out. It didn't even hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, ball talking. <laughs> all right uh second half yeah it I mean, happened it yeah. happened they got their equalizer so we have two pro soccer players on the field or on the pod right now uh is it me as a you know pretty amateur i thought that was like one of the most technically skilled goals i've seen scored against us or, or was there some sort of defensive breakdown that I just missed? For their second goal? Yeah, for their equalizer, yeah. Uh, def I think we could have been better defensively. Like, we could have um, prevented that goal from happening. Um, off the top of my head, I can't really, like, name any specific action that maybe could have prevented it but it definitely it's something like the coaching staff talked about it we haven't gone over it on like in film but they they believe it definitely could have been prevented um but just before that like we we were in their half uh joe had it in their corner and uh i think he got like double teamed and he had the ball and uh one of their guys like just steps on him and fouls him and that's just before they hit us on the counter and and score that second goal. So I think like that that was definitely something that could have could have prevented from from them scoring. Like just the, the referee wasn't wasn't too great. He wasn't really helping us out uh, in the second half. J JP, are you saying the the refereeing in USL League One is not great? <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Don't answer that, please. He didn't say that. that. <laughs> None of us heard that. It's almost like what we mentioned is you can expect these calls from USL League One or the lack or thereof. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, to piggyback onto that, I feel like um, it 
the goal could have been a lot worse had there been more disconnect, but it was a really quick goal. So I think it was very frantic looking at it from a film perspective. Um, but it, it also could have been a lot worse because I feel like that was a really good cross as well into the box. Yeah, I mean, it fell over one of their guys, landed. Uh, that, that striker was right between Dalton and Alex. Um, Alex, basically, the best he could do is throw a foot out to try and get a deflection. Um, he just, he found the right space. The ball happened to fall to him, and he took a quick shot. You're right. I mean. Yeah, credits on me. I guess I just don't remember us giving up a lot of goals, so. <laughs> well, I mean, fair. I, I, it, it was, it was I, a shot. I mean, it wasn't like a breakaway. It was a legit shot. And I feel mm -hmm. like that's something we we d don't see a lot. So I, I that's probably why, Ben, that is, it's just something new. It was a new thing that we've seen. I was <laughs> just like, us. wait, what just happened? Like, <laughs> I just, I felt like it wasn't the type of goal that we give up. And I don't know if I could tell you what we do give up. I just felt like it was different. And anyway, I thought I'd ask you guys about it. I I will say, I don't think we would have given that goal up if Joe had been in the midfield. Uh, Joe being stepped on? Yes. But Joe ha has shown that he has the defensive capabilities and the speed that he's going to track back and cover spots where we cover guys where which might not have uh, the ability mm -hmm. to or just the vision to. He seems like he's very good off the ball. That taking him out and then pushing the transition was instrumental in that happening. So, yeah. Uh, so match ends 2-2. Do you want to talk about final stats a little bit? Uh, the no, possession stats don't matter. Possession stat meant, I know it's a trash stat, but it's also this possession stat we see every game, which is the other team had the ball way more than we did. Um, we usually win those games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. think the thing that stood out to me the most was the passing difference. Uh, and this was from the UO Twitter. You know, they said Madison 80% passing completion. We had 61%. Um, you know, I, I think anytime that you're... Oh, for us. We averaged about 78 last year. Yeah. And I, I think anytime you're, you're in the low 60s and passing completion on the road, you, you're going to have a tough time winning on the road with those types of stats. Getting I also... Going back to my first point about it being a physical match, but there's 24 total fouls between the teams, split evenly, 12 and 12, but they had four yellows, we had two. So it was, I, I think that uh, that also shows a little bit of where that the mindset was and where things were going. We're always like, we always, oh. we, I, and I think we tend to foul like in that like eight to 12 times a game, not a lot of yellows, sort of, that's sort <laughs> of our vibe. Well, JP, you came off the, the pitch with ice on your ankle. You came off the pitch, subbed out because of an ankle there, which looked like it was result of a foul that wasn't called. Um, we had at least what looked like two bloody noses, luckily not broken, yours and Amir's. Uh, like it, it, these are all uncalled fouls. For the most part, I, I think the one on Amir was called. Not in our league, no. <laughs> How are I, you feeling? There, there were significantly more fouls than 24. And the yellows on their side, whether or not the actual event, it persistent infringement was certainly the cause of a couple of those. 
Would you say it was persistent? <laughs> JP, how are you feeling? How's your nose? Let's start there. Nose is good. Good. Um, Glad to hear that. Nose is good. Ankle. So in preseason, uh, literally like the first week, I twisted it. Um, and it obviously it got better um, over time. And uh, towards the end of the game, it, it wasn't it wasn't a foul, but um, the the striker to like he took a touch in front of me and got his body um, across, and I kind of took an awkward step and twisted the same ankle. Um, but uh, I'm I'm feeling fine. Like it's a little swollen, but um, I'm good. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. That's very good to hear. Yeah. You're not going to be like that kid Don't from uh, North Carolina gutting it out on the field until the last minute of the national championship game. <laughs> no. Uh, do you want to you move on to Tormento, Luke? Yeah, I, I think we've beaten Madison to death um, <laughs> on this. Not, we, uh, got, we got three more chances to beat them to death. Uh, just two. Just two. 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 Yeah, no, three. It's fine. We'll see him again. Uh, no, actually, it's not going to be a four. Playoffs. What is this, Open Cup? No, we, we have four more chances because we have the two Special Olympics games where Omaha is playing Madison. That's where uh, everybody has fun. Two. No. Our Special Olympics team is going to beat their Special Olympics team. Absolutely. Like, no. Madison, just no. No. I, I Not want actually, before we move on, I want to defend this passing percentage here because I know, <laughs> I know it's a trend, but I, I was just thinking about it and something dawned on me. You, we were talking about how Madison was dirty in this game. And we also have, have been discussing that Union Omaha is heavily a um, counterattack team. So mm -hmm. when you have counterattacks that are your primary form of scoring goals, you're not going to have peak possession. You know, counterattacks come from defending and then acting upon that defense. So you have to think about that because it's our tactic. I mean, oh, anytime sure. that we were counterattacking, it was energetic. It was intentional more so than the Des Moines game. So I feel like it was definitely a huge improvement, although we didn't see that in the statistics. You know, it, it, I was just thinking about that. Like there was something, something missing with the statistics. Obviously it's not going to show what's counterattack versus passing percentage, but we are heavily a counterattacking team. So I think we did, we built upon our Des Moines performance in Madison. So it was, it was good. We're, we're never, I mean, we're never surprised when our, when our possession is in the thirties and forties on this podcast, because that's, that's not our style. It, that's why yeah. possession's a trash stat because you can have 25% possession, but win by four goals because you are really good in front of goal and you counterattack really well. So well, we can do a little uh, data dump here real quick from a uh, fat mob. Uh, one player fact, JP won the most duels in the match. Uh, five, for, five for six on the ground, five for five in the air. Uh, two interceptions, one recovery, one, two out of three of his tackles was not dispossessed, uh, 34 touches and then, uh, cover yours, JP, uh, 55% accurate passing. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for bringing the statistic down, yeah, dragging down the average. So, <laughs> uh, 
There, there is one last thing, Madison, that I, I do want to bring up. J through five in the back at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel as though that that was very telling, bunkering down on a 2-2 draw. Not something Jay's typical with, but... When we're winning... Do we think... <laughs> do, do we think we would have done better not running in a 4-4-2? Uh, again, JP, you don't have to answer this, but if you'd like to, I'd love the spice. <laughs> I, okay, so I, I think that while we may line up or whatever formation they show, I don't know that we ever truly see us playing in the 4-4-2 mentality, especially as much as Jay likes our fullbacks to push up. And I mean, that's why Joe on the wing has been such a revelation because it's a lot of coverage, right? Like if Amir's up and Joe's on his side, Joe can fall back and play defense. And so they switch off a lot. Uh, so I don't know that we see a true 4-4-2. Um, I have no problem when it's been that kind of a match and the momentum has swung to the home team and you're away. I have no problem trying to get out of there at the point in your first match of the season. We got a lot of soccer left to play. There's a lot of points left on the table. You know, both the other uh, teams that I follow pretty regularly play the, the three, five, two with three center backs and, and a lot of wing play being covered by their, uh, fullbacks and like I don't know like it's okay like it works really well sometimes but then like I'm also like Thomas Tuchel WTF you just put out like eight players who played who played defense and like four attacking players and I'm like I don't know like I'd rather I'd rather I think the opportunity to play more exciting soccer exists with a 4-4-2 personally I, I feel like ben, also, oh sorry go ahead Luke I was just going to tell Ben uh, we, we're not talking Champions League this week, either of us. I'm I'm just talking about in the you know regular league. So yeah, no, yeah, man, that was, exactly. I, I hear you. It's like I, I was mean, like this. I was like this just happened. I, I can't believe yeah. it. And then I was like, yeah. oh, uh, okay, never mind. Yeah, Do we yeah. all live in a yellow Camille, submarine, go ahead. Luke. <laughs> a, a yellow submarine. I I feel like we did benefit from that formation, but at the same time, I think what the intention is with our Four four two is to go be and be able to transition into that three back, you know. And so the goal, I'm sure, is to work towards that and be able to be able to transition those outside players for both sides. I feel like if we were to keep that three five two in a set formation, it may hinder us a little bit um, in what the potential might be in attacking. Um, so that's my thought is the four, four, two is intentional to also be able to t transition into that three back. Jay, Jay has a type at left back, right? Yeah. So I got a question. Do we think that's what it is? Like last year, it wasn't until like, like at least two thirds of the way through the season before we saw this configuration, like a late game substitution to bring in, to change, to, to basically do five in the back and salt out a game. Do we think it's indicative of like Jay's changing philosophy? Do we think it's confidence in Gabe? Like we've seen that now in two out of two games this season. Like what's the. I, I think it's him. I think it's him growing as a manager in his third professional season leading a team. He realizes that sometimes when you're on the road in this league, 
you're better leaving with the point than chasing three. Like, I mean, the the difference between making the playoff could could be that we got a point in Madison or a point the next, you know, whatever in different league. I think that there's a lot of that that comes up for us. And so I, I think it's just that it's just that growth as a manager where he, he knows the league, he knows how it's going. He's, he's got to play the game a little bit too. It was a physical match. We were towards the end of it. Luke just pointed out, we had two guys that got, you know, hit the face. We, we had uh JP that had to come off because of his ankle. I mean, we, we had a lot of stuff going on and I think Jay just looked at it and said, I'd rather leave with a point than leave with zero right now. Yeah. And I, I also feel like on top of that, growing in that mentality, but also growing to acknowledge not only you have um, scouted for a certain formation, but you're also considering the personnel that you have on the team as well and the performance that is being put out. Um, so considering that as well, and, and that's growth there as well. Good job, Jay. I think a little bit of it's got to be game too. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you know, since about- we've already kept JP here for an hour. Tight seventy-five. Um, a tight seventy-five. If he listens to the pot, he knows. Well, we, we still got ten more to go. We still got ten more <laughs> to go. At least. You think we can get this done oh. in ten minutes? Do you want me to run through these uh, tremendous stats quick? <laughs> tremendous stats. Okay, so I'll start with our head-to-head. Uh, we've never lost a tremendous. We've only drawn with them once, and that was in 2020. That's also the last time they scored a goal on us when we drew two to two. Uh, in that time, we, uh, we've we scored 11 on them. Uh, so yeah, we have three wins, no losses, and a draw. Uh, and we just lost our super producer. Um, so I I mean, they, they haven't scored on us since, uh, since September of 2020, which I believe that was our, was that our first match against them? What, the September 11th game, the Friday night game, the miracle yeah. comeback? Yeah. That was the 2-2 draw. That's a, yeah. So our first match was a 2-2 draw, and since then they haven't scored on us. Discuss. <laughs> um, I, I, that makes Does sense. that stay? With, with their trajectory of their, that team. But if you, believe, if you believe the theory that we caught uh, COVID in Tormenta, then we definitely lost. <laughs> anyway. In 2020, to Tormenta. So, so this season they started. Uh, they started the league with a loss to North Carolina uh, FC, but then they turned around and won in the U.S. Open Cup and beat Charleston Battery. Connor so, Casey's Charleston Battery. It, it's gonna be weird. They, they lost to a bunch of elementary school kids. Like, uh, granted, NCFC did pick up a couple seasoned professionals. But I'm still pretty sure they signed seven 12 year olds. Um, so, have they moved stadiums? JP, where are you playing on, on Saturday? Uh, I'm pretty sure in the, the same place they've, they've always played in. Yeah, didn't yeah. we close that? Di- so, we did. We so brutally savaged them in the last ever game at Eric Russell Park. They're playing more games in Eric Russell Park. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, weren't they supposed to play in their new stadium this season? Yeah, I they, thought so. They will be at the end of May. Okay, I believe. Uh, their their stadium has lights. Their their stadium has lights before it has a pitch. Uh, they understood the assignment. <laughs> Shout out to Bolt Davis <laughs> on that one. Yeah, Bolt didn't want that smoke on Twitter. That's why. 
the most online member Phil of Rael also understood the assignment. I, I, I think it's I think it's worth uh, worth mentioning. Uh, we're we're going against a very different Tormenta side. Tormenta has had a very busy offseason signing a lot of quality talent, including former Union Omaha player. League one champion, uh, if you will. Yeah. He he did win the league with uh with a team here in Omaha, Tobias Otien. Yeah. Who I do not believe is currently in the States. So we know that we know that um, pain. Yeah, we know that pain. Yeah. Yeah. We we are we are well aware of that pain. Um we we were out in Blackstone on an October night to welcome him. So we 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 thoroughly recognize this. Tormenta. Uh how, how are we feeling with their current talent? They they lost to NCFC, who is a much changed side from last year. Uh finally understood like dropping down doesn't mean you have to be less competitive. Uh but then beat Charleston Battery, who for I mean has a solid side. Uh, Charleston Battery signed Shaq, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Shaq but, Adams, Andrew Booth. I've watched a bunch of Charleston Battery games because I absolutely love Connor Casey. Like, probably maybe. one of my favorite MLS players of all time. Like, and, um, like, they've seemed pretty good. They're not bad. Yeah. I mean, they lost to San Diego Loyal, but the Loyal seems really good this year. And I don't know. I, I don't – now, to be fair on that game, they played at 9 in the morning. And it was it was pretty well, close. Like I watched it. There, there it was, was what was it a snowstorm, a tornado, a hurricane? A, I, I don't I think weather. they call it a derecho when it hits Iowa. I don't know what it was. <laughs> derecho. Sure. <laughs> um JP, uh, this is again first time a lot of these guys have played against this team. Um I mean, I, we didn't pick up anybody else from a League One side. So first time, I guess Alex played for Lansing and um, North Texas. So he he's played against them. Oh, Alex Bruce. Sorry, we have two Alexes. Need to get need to just refer to them by last names. Bruce. Um, and Alex Bruce has two two first names, so can't trust him. Um, just just say it. Just say. It. Hey, the number one Alex but, Bruce fan is in this call right now, so I'm going to need you to calm down, Luke uh, Opperman. Uh, <laughs> um, Camille, what, I didn't you know you were such a big Alex Bruce fan. <laughs> no. Hey. How are you um, bringing up to the to the new guys, uh, to the guys new to the league, uh, new new to pro? How? how to play there. Um, you've obviously played at Tormenta now, but five times, three times, four times. Uh, Number between numbers. two and six, probably. Uh, but no, like to, for the new guys, uh, I mean, it's going to be their first, uh, I guess, official road trip, not counting preseason, but um a lot of it comes from the, like I said earlier, the coaching staff, like Jay, just giving us the mentality that we're going there and we're going to try to get three points. And he always talks about how um, it's fun to to win at home, but it's a lot more fun to, to win away. So um, that alone, like that, 
I, I remember him saying it the first time and like that gets me gets me going for 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 away games and and obviously we're we're gonna try to get three points this this weekend. I, I'm just going to say this. If you want uh, to get fans there, uh, it, Union Omaha is probably not going to be bringing a whole lot of fans to, to South Georgia. It, it, they are giving free tickets to college students that night. Just bring a couple 30 racks, toss them into the crowd. You got yourself 60 fans. Like, you're good. Stones. <laughs> <laughs> like when you guys got all those high school kids to cheer for Union Omaha and Greenville. We, we did not provide I I any bet. illicit substances. I bet I didn't say that from here. I bet we could yeah. like a fraternity or sorority or both to go cheer for the guys. Yeah, I mean, we probably just pay should. them. I don't think we'd even need to pay them. I bet we could just do it. I mean. You all need to know that Evan just missed a, a header for uh, a second. He just barely missed it this much against Oakland. Oof. Evan's, Oof. Uh, Evan's pretty pretty warm right now out there in uh, played well out there in San well, how, how many goals has he scored for for the loyal? Uh, two with an assist. Okay, um, so JP get an assist. <laughs> 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 also, also start playing wing because that's where they've put Evan. On the yeah. wing. Are you going to end up playing right back at some point this season? <laughs> I hope not, but it's, that's where coach needs me. I'll, I'll play there. <laughs> good answer. Yeah, yeah, that is a good answer. All right, JP's, uh, JP's running for local office in your town. Uh, be sure to vote for him. <laughs> you don't want to run for office in this state. <laughs> Oh, gosh. No, we need more people like JP to run for office in this. <laughs> no. Um, like, if you okay. want to run for let's, office, let's, let's, let's talk. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let's get some predictions for this. Pain. I think, I, okay. think we, I think we keep the first clean sheet of the season. Okay. It's my bold prediction. I'll go 2-0. I'll go that's what I was thinking. 2-0. Not enough goals. Yeah. 2-0. 4-5-0? What? I actually, I actually, so now that I predicted a clean sheet, I say 3-1 Omaha. 3-1. Three, three okay. Yeah, That's a weird clean cool. sheet, Ben. We, yeah, I know. We score three, but we give up one. <laughs> I would say 2-1 on aggregate, but I'll just go 2-1. 2-1 <laughs> on aggregate? <laughs> That was a buy, another Bayern burn. Uh, don't worry, he's a he's a Dortmund fan, and they're not in the competition, right? They haven't made it this far right now. No, yeah, I, I didn't think so. But we didn't like choke to Villarreal. Like they had the, the chance to go away on the road, claw back three goals, and then give it all away mm -hmm. to a person you know, who uh, probably should have been in jail a couple times over. No offense. Don't, don't worry. Riley Riley has not talked League One once tonight. So that, that's fine. Uh, that's kind of my job. <laughs> All right. There's our 10 minutes on Tormenta. Uh, I, I, I'll give this. 5-1. Union Omaha win. <laughs> Does JP get ahead? I, I, I think a couple of our rookies are, are going to find some fire. And JP is finally going to get that goddamn 25-yard goal. <laughs> There have there was one scored 
in Georgia last year, wasn't there? I don't know if Georgia scored it or yeah. not. But no, that was uh, Evan Conway. Yeah, it was not JP. That was that was Evan Conway's like magical hat trick night, right? Where he scored like three entirely yeah. different goals. Yeah. Uh, it if Jay starts Noe, actually starts him like uh, and gives him some some veteran assistance up front, whether Kamal or Ricky or Alex Bruce, I, I think. I think you see him with a very productive game. Mm. Uh, not to say him and Noe or him and uh, Hugo up front weren't fantastic, but I think having someone there to to solidify because he looks finished out there, uh, even as like he's only played two professional games, but he looks confident. Mm. You give him somebody who who's willing to feed into that, willing to, to support him on that draws more, more of the defenders out. I, I think we see, we see a very productive game. I'll make it, I'll make it quick because I know we're just predicting Tormenta, but I also want to consider that we're going to Chicago uh, very shortly afterwards. So just considering saving potentially some legs, I know it's early in the season, but uh, Chicago is an important game as well since it's our first U.S. Open Cup. That's just something to consider that's in the back of my head. You know, could there be changes or do you think it's something where we want to continue feeling comfortable in our typical starting lineup that we've seen, you know? They will, change, they will change one forward and substitute them out 55 minutes into the game. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's got to be 70. It's got to be 75 minutes into the game. No, no he's trying to rotate, that. so he's going to do it a little bit earlier. <laughs> Camille, if it's me, I agree with you. Like, if I, if I'm, that's that's where you go. You got to play that long game of who do you want? Because I mean, we want to give Chicago a game, regardless of what comes out of that. So yeah, I mean, either do you? This is very un Jay like, which is do you sub guys out early? Which it was the 81st minute before our first sub in Madison, so that may not have ever happened. Um, but do you guys sub guys out early or do you start two different people up top or start some other people knowing that, I mean, Torment has played two matches and has scored one goal and given up a goal. It, it could be, it could be a game where we see early subs as well. I mean, considering that, that could be something that could be potentially a first. I, I don't know. I love your endless optimism on this podcast. <laughs> I think. Camille, I, think... I have a quick question. Yes. Are you wearing the kit that I think you're wearing? From last year? It, it looks like, is there the, is that a finals kit on your sleeve? I, this is a. Oh, okay. That's what I saw. And I was like, is that a kit from the final? <laughs> Sorry. I just pulled it from Dalton's closet. Let's be honest. There it is. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's definitely the final kit. Yeah. <laughs> So I think no. I think I think it's too early in the season to rotate because we're still trying to gel as a team. And like I think if you watch the last two games, we haven't quite delivered a Jay Mims approved performance, aka a clean sheet. And so I think I think it's gonna be I think we I think we see more of what we've seen, which is very, very similar starting lineup. And we're going to see very, very similar starting lineup in Chicago on Tuesday too. Okay. Here, here's the question. 
Chicago stars Shakiri. Yep. Which player is Jay tasking with to give a career-ending injury to Shakiri? <laughs> <laughs> Alex Touche. And why is it JP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you should rewind like 15 seconds <laughs> smile when you said that he would get a play against uh, Shakiri. <laughs> I mean, how insane is that though, JP? Not uh, two, two players on their team were playing in Europe earlier this, like literally in the fall. One yeah. in Germany, one, you know, I mean, they're. I'm hoping they do play against us, you know, because. I want to see you make one of them. They, they've been <laughs> in the biggest stage and. That's who you want to compete against. Jonathan Bornstein no, is on their team as well. And probably when you were in middle school, he sent some <laughs> random country to the World Cup finals as well. <laughs> can, can, we, uh, can we remember who that was? It was El Salvador? It was El Salvador, Costa Rica, or Panama. Yeah. Wait, Panama? Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, JP, just remember, if you get fouled, don't go up too quickly because that'll be a red card. <laughs> I haven't on the pod since that happened. You know how concerned my child has been about red cards since then? Like, my kid will walk into a room and, like, something will just happen. She'll be like, Dad, did someone just get a red card? Like, they don't have it that often. <laughs> it should have been one. Well, uh, JP, thank you for coming on. Uh, we're super excited that season's off to a great start for you. Uh, wish you a huge amount of luck in uh, South Georgia, Chicago. South Chicago. At, yeah. Uh, at, at Soldier Field. Yeah. Um, just remember, we will cover for you if you take somebody out. Like it, it didn't happen. We didn't suggest it here. Just saying. Uh, one last question for everyone. Who gives a hoot? We, we do. do. <laughs> JP does oh, not. Come on, JP. Get in there. We do. Yeah. <laughs>